Good morning and happy Monday, listeners. It is June 21st, and I think it's around 7.55 in the morning, getting ready to go to work, but um, finally felt compelled to do this podcast. I've been wanting to do it for a couple weeks now, but getting things together here and there, and then finally... Um, last night I kind of got my um, info together and uh, put it on paper and here we go. First, just want to say thank you for listening to TMI. I really appreciate all of you. With that, real quick, 13 episodes away from a thousand plays. So um, like I mentioned in my last podcast, I will be doing a couple prize giveaways to my listeners. I know who you are. Um, Even if you don't listen all the time, I know you've listened to one or two or many. So I really appreciate your support. So I just thought that'd be kind of fun. Also with that, don't forget, if you ever have any topics you want me to speak on or, you know, this or that, please just message me and I would be glad to um, work on that. So here we go. Podcast today is called A Tribute to Friends and this one is, uh, woo, well, let's just say it's broad. Um, I even was nervous about doing it because there's so much to friendship um, and in my life especially. And I guess I just felt like it was time to do one about friendships, the meaning of a friend and friendships. And um, just anyway, thought it would be be nice to to, to talk about. Uh, Just to put out there, I know so many of you are good friends, have had good friends in your life. You know, we always say like friends are like family too, and um, that is so very true. But I think with friends, there's a little more to it. I know for me, well, I'll just say like recently moving to Charlotte from Ohio, wow. Okay, I left, you know, over 25 years behind, so to speak, in Ohio. Um, It's where I met my first husband, my boy's father, um, David, and we had Vince and Nico. And, um, you know, then life went on. And from that, you've got, you know, his family, you know, my family, friends, et cetera, et cetera, relationships with their friends from school. Then you get to know the parents, you know, baseball friends, church friends, you name it, friends, friends, friends. I know for me, I'll just say friendships are very important. I moved around all my life. I was actually the shy girl, um, wouldn't really come out of my shell, was very shy. Um, I do have two older sisters and a brother and a dad who was not shy, um, cultured, you know, lived around the world, traveled around the world, took us with him. You know, we lived in Holland when I was younger. I spoke the language. We were in England for quite a while, Switzerland for a summer, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely cultured, but always shy. But I found that every school I went to, I'd always make a friend, um, even in the beginning, you know, made some friends that was like, oh, this doesn't really feel right. But I hung in there and just stayed true to myself and who I was and um, ended up, I feel like, you know, always having good friends and feeling very blessed. And with that, just like they say, you know, the key to having good friends is like to be a good friend. And um, I definitely try to be a good friend. Um, I want to be a good friend. It's important to me 
Uh, I also just know that my sisters, you know, with them being a little bit older than me, and then I had a younger brother, I was kind of like in that, there was that gap. And so I could be somewhat, you know, close to my sisters, but yet they were older and they were into, you know, boys when I wasn't, and they were doing their, you know, extracurricular activities when, when I wasn't. So, or, or, you know what I mean? We just had different things going on. But um, as we got older, of course, uh, you know, grew very close to my sisters and sisters are like friends and I'm very grateful for that. But back to just the fact that they were away at college when I was, you know, moved to Mansfield, Ohio. So I didn't really know anyone. And, you know, in the end, like people need people. It's just the way it is. So I'm going to gravitate maybe to that girl that's like, hi, you know, I'm Jen, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, with that, um, it's just, uh, just feeling like, like I said, like grateful. And I thought I would do a podcast about friends. So I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet, but woo, there's a lot to it. There really is. First of all, you know me, I just kind of looked up like the, the natural definition of a friend. Um, and, and you know, there were many different things. The definition of a true friendship is someone who has your back no matter what. They watch out for you and ensure you are not in danger. A true friendship will always have your best interest at heart. They will do all in their power to keep you safe. They may even put themselves in danger for your safety. That's like one definition. Um, how to attract true friends. Um, this one seems easy, at least on paper, you know, become a true friend yourself. And this is from Psychology Today, and I, I took this info, I thought it was good, but one of my favorite quotations comes from Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world, be the friend you want to have. We all tend to attract people who, um, people into our lives whose character mirrors our own. You don't have to make yourself into what you think others would find attractive. No matter what your areas of interest, others share from share them somewhere. Simply make yourself a big target. Join social clubs organized around activities you enjoy. Leverage um, the internet to find people of like mind and take action. And with that too, just even moving to Charlotte, one of my good friends, Rachel in, in Ohio, um, said when I you know had moved here, Tasha, why don't you do Bumble for friends? And I was like, oh yeah, I don't think so. I don't know why it just didn't, it just seemed weird to me. But then I thought, goodness, if I'm going to, you know, maybe want to do the online dating, like try to find a companion, a male companion on Bumble, why wouldn't I, what's wrong with finding a friend? So I actually did meet um, a few girls. They're super great. Love them. So thanks, Rachel, for that suggestion because um, it has fared well. And actually it was kind of nice. Rachel came to visit me in Charlotte and, uh, Rachel, myself, Carol Ann, and Alex all went out and um, had a nice wine dinner one night, and it was great. And we did a little toast to that because if it wasn't for Rachel, I wouldn't have met, you know, Carol Ann and Alex. So um, that's super cool. Uh, let's see. A couple things I think uh, I just want to run through. Um, what makes a friend worthy of the name? A commitment to your happiness. Um, a true friend is consistently willing to put your happiness before your friendship. It's said that's good advice grates on the ear, but a true friend won't refrain from telling you something you don't want to hear, something that may even risk fracturing the friendship if hearing it lies in your best interest. A true friend will not lack the mercy to correct you when you're wrong, and a true friend will confront you with your drinking problem as quickly as inform you about a malignant-looking skin 
lesion on your back that you can't see yourself. Um, I know I have um, quite a few friends who, you know, they'll always say, you know, just the devil's advocate in them. And um, it's it's true, but that's a good thing too, because I think uh, it just goes back to having um, having your best interest. So that's important. Not asking you to place the friendship before your principles. A true friend won't ask you to compromise your principles in the name of your friendship or anything else. Um, the other thing I would say is I'm a good influence. A true friend inspires you to live up to your best potential, not to indulge your basis drives. Of course, we may have friends who fit all these criteria and still don't quite feel Kensoku, which I'll go over that in a minute, there still seems to be an extra factor, an attraction similar to that which draws people together romantically that cements friends together irrevocably, often immediately, for no reason either person can identify. But when you find these people like Kenzoku, they're like... Um, uh, just amazing. So that's that. Um, a couple other quick things. What draws people together as friends? Common interest. Um, you know, this probably ties us closer to our friends than many of us would like to admit, but it's true when your interests diverge and we can find nothing to enjoy jointly, time spent together um, tends to rapidly diminish. Not that we can't stare still care deeply about friends with whom we no longer share common interests, but it's probably uncommon for such friends to interact on a regular basis. Then there's history. Nothing ties people together, even people with little in common, than having gone through the same difficult experience as the sole glue to keep friendships whole in the long run. However, it often dries cracks and ultimately can fail common values, though not necessarily enough to create a friendship. If values are too divergent, it's difficult for a friendship to thrive. Equality, if one friend needs the support of the other on a consistent basis, uh, that the person dependent upon receives no benefit other than the opportunity to support and encourage. While the relationship may be significant and valuable, it can't be said to, um, you know, maybe continue on or what have you. But a um, couple things there, just wanted to uh, go over. Did want to mention this because I, I, I just brought it up, but um, the true meaning of friendship, this is interesting. This was, again, from Psychology Today. The Japanese have a term, kenzoku, which translates literally meaning family. The connotations suggest a bond between people who've made a similar commitment and who possibly therefore share a similar destiny. It implies the presence of the deepest connection of friendship of lives lived as comrades from the distant past. And then many of us um, have people in our lives with whom we feel the bond described by the word kenzoku. They may be family members, a mother, a brother, a daughter, a cousin, or a friend from grammar school with whom we haven't talked in decades. Time and distance do nothing to diminish the bond we have with these kinds of friends. And then the question, you know, then arises, why do we have the kind of chemistry encapsulated by the word kenzoku with only a few people we know and not scores of others? And then that's when mentioned looking into it, like what draws people closer as friends. With that, I just want to say, um, ooh, and a long, long time ago when Vince was a baby, my little Vince that had colic that seemed to never end, but finally did when he was about I'd say five, six months. Anyway, my neighbor, Joan, wonderful, beautiful woman, 
lived next to me. Her kids were older and grown. And I remember her comforting Vince and helping me. Look, I didn't have my mom around. Um, David's mother and dad were were, um, in the town we lived in, as well as his sister, which was nice. She lived down the street, Judy, who I'm very good friends with today. Um, And her kids were the same ages as mine. But, you know, having someone right next door who it didn't bother her when, you know, Vince would would scream and cry. And I was like a new mother, like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? How do I, you know, how do I help this baby? So anyway, it was very comforting. And um, that brought me to, like, moments when Joan and I would walk and take the baby for, um, you know, a stroll. We would talk and everything. And it was funny. We were walking and uh, talking about many things. And one of them I remember was I had just read an article about how women should have friends of all ages. And it made me think like that is so true because the friendship with Joan was amazing. I looked up to her. She was so dear and really taught me a lot about motherhood and and many things. And then, of course, I've even had friends who are younger. I know, gosh, I think of my dear friend April Wagner, who I met when I was like hostessing at Beer Barrel in Ohio. And April and I still talk to this day. She's a beautiful, sweet girl who I just so enjoy being around. And I don't know what it is. We just had this magnetizing um, connection and friendship. And she was going through some things and she would ask me and uh, maybe I was like motherly to her. We'd go get our nails done. We've met for, um, you know, Taco Tuesday, all of that good stuff. We still keep in touch, but look, people can touch our lives no matter, you know, what, what age, um, age range, age group, etc. So, okay. Going back to a couple other things. It's funny. I, I, got these two books that I had um, seen in our like clubhouse area and it was funny one of them is called Thinfluence Thinfluence the powerful and surprising effect friends family work and environment have on weight that was kind of interesting and then the other one was true and constant friends and it's a book by Kelly Paul and um, I'm starting to kind of get into that but real quick, when I diverged into this influence, there's a chapter on a little help from your friends. And just to read a couple things um, in this uh, chapter is uh, what I want to do and, and share with you. But anyway, it's saying um, basically one part of it. Let's start with the most basic indicator of health. In a word, survival. Lisa Berkman, PhD of Harvard University, conducted a seminal study in this area in 1979, involving more than 7,000 adults. She found that those who had the fewest or least supportive relationships tended to die younger than those who were more involved with their friends and within their communities. It sounds mysterious, but the reason why is pretty simple. People who have many friends or even just a few close friendships are more likely to take care of themselves. At a minimum, nearly friends are a bit like a surrogate family. They can remind us to attend doctor appointments and take our medicines or can provide transportation to the grocery stores or clinics, especially when we are not feeling well. Well, friendships also make a difference in the outcome when we do become seriously ill. And then there was a study um, that Walter was involved with led by Harvard's 
Ichiro Kawachi, MD, PhD, simply being part of a tightly knit social network didn't predict whether someone was obese or whether they would have a heart attack in the future, but those with more extensive social networks, both in terms of quantity of contacts and the quality of these relationships were less likely to die if they did have a heart attack. So, and there's more about that too. Um, there was one other part I wanted to read. Um, well, it's also too, it's kind of interesting. It could be like um, those that are more socially connected, um, you know, could have, there's a link between a lackluster social life and such factors as smoking and obesity. So, you know, there's all kinds of things, or you've got those friendships where, you know, you go play tennis, you're, you're more, you live more a healthy lifestyle, um, you know, all that good stuff. But I know in the end, I think we have different friends that we turn to for different things. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just, that's just a known a known thing, maybe someone you're more comfortable telling something to, but in the end, you know, just so grateful that we have those friends in our life. Um, I know even moving here, I've had quite a few friends come to visit and, um, it's amazing and really enjoy, enjoy my friends. I'm very grateful. I uh, wanted to just bring up a couple things too, like back when I was younger, you know, um, and again, this is just to, you know, uh, talk about the friendships like of all ages once again, but what, you know, what a positive effect that they can have on us. And I remember in my early twenties, I worked at IBM and there was a lady named Joyce Madison. I'll never forget her. She had two kids in high school at that time. Joyce was probably maybe in her late 30s, early 40s, beautiful woman, didn't wear a stitch of makeup, always happy, looked great. I said, Joyce, what is it? You look like you're like 25. And she said, Tasha, I think it's because I run. And I was like, really? So I actually started running because of her. I'll never forget going to the marathon in downtown Columbus and like supporting her. And I didn't know a thing about running, had no desire to run. And then I started running. And I know for me, running has had so many benefits. Even if I don't run long distance, which I normally don't, to be honest, I'm just, you know, getting older and my knees and stuff. I really don't. I run one to two miles, but I've been incorporating some boot camp things, running, you know, elevated areas, doing the stairs, things like that, kind of mixing it up. But anyway, it's been amazing on my mental health. I feel like my physical health, and it was because of, you know, Joyce, um, you know, Kirsten, dear, dear friend, um, that when you know, I, I was a first time mother and went to a mom's group. Kirsten was at the table and she had little Margo and Margo, I think was, gosh, honestly, I think Margo was like eight weeks old. Kirsten and I friends to this day, you know, Judy was my sister-in-law friends to this day. Recently, I'm just saying Heather met her at WODA when I was working in Columbus, Heather and I, I, when I saw her and met her, seem like a great person. Never thought that we would have this bond that's kind of indescribable. We've both had some tough things in our life and maybe we connected that way. But wow, she really touched me. Rachel, a friend again I met recently. My friends from high school, you know, Jen, Jamie, Jen, Renee. I could go on and please, I'm not trying to miss anybody. You know, Jenny Schroes. I mean, I could go on and on. 
Lisa. Um, but anyway, and, and real quick with that too, I have a lot of great male friends too. And I think you learn from men as well. And I really appreciate my male friends that are in my life too. So again, just a, just a tribute, you know, to friends. You may not always, uh, you know, do everything, um, that, that they do or, like everything they have to say or, you know, but gosh, I mean, now I'm thinking of Laura and Laura has been amazing in my life. I met her when Vince was three years old and he started preschool. Come to find out, you know, her son Andrew was in the class. Vince and Andrew became good friends. They played baseball in high school together. Um, and, and Andrew and Vince, you know, were always cool. They, I think they went on to kind of have their own separate friendships so to speak, but Laura and I remain friends and it's been amazing. So I don't know, it's just a neat thing. I could go on and on and I'm sure I'm missing things, but um, again, just wanted to do a tribute to friends. Uh, One thing here I wanna read from the True and Constant Friends because this kind of reminds me of my friends in my life who are true and constant. But um, in this book, this uh, girl is talking about how she took a chance and met a new friend when she went to um, some pre-classes like uh, classes for college and such, and uh, she met this uh, good friend, Bridget. And she said, later, later, later in life, um, Bridget once wrote me a letter that she closed with the sentence, thank you, my true and constant friend. And she said, it made me feel deeply happy to know that I've been that to her and I've never forgotten those beautiful words. So um, anyway, they were total opposites. I think it's kind of interesting, but the true and constant friend is what is so amazing. And you know how that goes when you can not talk to that person in five years and kind of pick off where you left off. Um, that is huge. Uh, one thing I do want to say real quick, my dear friend Bonnie, speaking of, um, we were really good friends in middle school in Houston, Texas. I just remember so many good times, you know, with Bonnie and love her mom and her family. And then Bonnie and I, you know, we got out of touch, so to speak. Bonnie is currently in LA right now. I don't know how many years it's been. Um, probably Bonnie and I have been talking for I'd say like four to five years now, and we talk almost every week. And um, yesterday she sends me some pictures of me and her and her sister at her mom's house. I was probably, what, in seventh grade, eighth grade. These pictures brought so much joy to my heart and my mind and memories. And I thought, yeah, it's time to do this tribute to friends because look, I would have never really thought that Bonnie and I would be back in each other's lives. We share so many things. She's such a good influence. She's taught me so much, and um, I just feel truly grateful. So with that, I'm just going to end on this magnet that my good friend Jen um, had sent to me when I moved here, and it says, We are friends for life. When we're together, the years fall away. Isn't that what matters? Question mark. To have someone who can remember with you? Question mark. To have someone who remembers how far you've come? Question mark. And that is by the lovely Judy Bloom. And I've got it here on my fridge and I love it. So just so grateful. You know, do something for your friends today, uh, tomorrow, next week, what have you. A card, a smile, a text, 
Um, I think it just means a lot. And um, anyway, have a wonderful week and we will talk soon. Can't wait to announce the drawing. And again, thanks so much for listening. Bye.